Hi, I'm Tom Coffin, CEO and President and Co-Founder of Simply Reliable Incorporated. Welcome to the Smartpreneur Podcast. What's a smartpreneur, you might ask? Well, a smartpreneur, in our opinion, is someone that focuses on working on their business, not just in their business. And our Smartpreneur Podcasts are designed to bring you some relevant information each week about your business and different parts of that business. It could be marketing, it could be workflow, it could be labor, uh, it could be business operations, many things that we'll talk about each week on the podcast. You can also check out our Smartpreneur blog at simplyreliable.com. And of course, our Smartpreneur podcast is brought to you by Simply Reliable, makers of Smart Office and Design Machine, the complete end-to-end -end solution for business process for systems integrators. So thanks for joining us today, and I hope you enjoy the show. This week on the Smartpreneur Podcast, we welcome Marilyn Sanford. Marilyn is a serial entrepreneur. She founded SmartFX. She founded LinkEdge. She's owned, grown, and sold with Scala, Connected Spaces, and Pacific Tech. And she's a Cedia Fellow. Please welcome Marilyn Sanford. Hi, Marilyn. How are you today? I'm great, thanks. Good to see you again. Likewise. So uh, our smartpreneurs, uh, we have a great opportunity to talk to Marilyn Sanford uh, today, and we're going to talk about uh, her latest blog for Smartpreneur Blog uh, called The Anatomy of an Hour. So we're going to take the hour apart and see how, uh, uh, see how it goes together and how, how we can talk about making money off of uh, labor, essentially. So one of the messages that comes through loud and clear in your Smartpreneur Blog, Anatomy of an Hour, is your passion. Uh, for tracking metrics. And I, I'm wondering, you know, where did this come from? When was the aha moment uh, where you where you changed your outlook? Or maybe, maybe you didn't change it. Maybe you always had that outlook because of the uh, uh, the accounting background. But uh, there must have been some point in time where you realized these metrics are really important. We've got to track them. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm going to go back to my, my pre- a custom integration career, which was 15 years with a multinational wood product. And one of the very last projects I was involved in with them was Paralam. And numbers were so important. This was a brand new product. This was an extrusion process. It was a high, um, a highly uh, technical product. And we used PLCs, programmable logical controllers, in that process and so we knew the metrics, we understood the details, and I knew and learned through that process how important metrics were, how important it was to have visibility in the business when you're, when you're producing something, whether you know, it's in someone's home or a product like Paralam, you need to understand your metrics. Yeah. The more information you have, the more you understand the process, the more powerful because then you can make changes, then, then you can own the process. So when I actually um, started working with my, in my own company, um, and you know, I was sort of growing it and learning along the way, I bumped into an old colleague of that company when I was traveling who introduced me to an access database and ah. explained how powerful that was. Mm -hmm. So sure. when, I, when I got home, I bought it 
and I sat down with it and I thought about it and I thought about all the details and the forms I was starting to create in our own company and thought, well, this would be great. So I built a purchasing model and um, it, it worked brilliantly. I learned I sucked at it and I did not like programming. And one uh -huh. of my guys did. So it got us on the path of using technology to make it easier for us to capture information, to do our work and to actually be able to get the metrics and interrogate it. Very cool, very cool. Well, you present some interesting metrics, uh, especially for the construction industry overall. Would you take us through, you know, how much of a text time is, is actually billed from what yeah. you found? Yeah, I sure will. Um, if you look at the anatomy of an hour, which I've got in the article, it's really taking the whole year as a percentage and showing it in an hour. Mm -hmm. And so when you, when, you, when you look at that, you recognize that part of that time, you're accumulating vacation pay. You know that there are vacations, I beg your pardon. You know that there, there's meetings. There are things that have to happen to make the time, tool time, on site, productive and valuable. So when you look at the whole 2,000 hours that you're paying for, right. that your employee has worked, on average, and it, it blew me away when Cedia started to do their um, um, data gathering, yeah. when our industry was 35%, 33 or 35%, if I remember that correctly, I, I was shocked. I didn't buy it, actually. Mm -hmm. And then in the construction industry, which is a long term industry, I mean, they, they are they're a mature industry. Sure. It's 42 percent. Wow. So I started shaking my head and thinking, how is this possible? So if you look at the vacations, the meetings, the sick time, it is a little less than 20 percent oh. of, of the total year. So now you have 80 percent of the time you're paying of the 2000 hours available to be productive. You thinking about that, it is actually a third to, to you know, to a third to a half of that time that we're actually billing clients, that we're actually being paid. Yeah. So it's important that we look at that. If we, if we, and I, and I put this in the article, if we actually analyze that and we look at the cost of labor, if we pay a guy 30 bucks, 35 bucks an hour, we put in, you know, what, uh, how much of that time is actually productive. So what is the cost for tool time? It works out that you're paying that guy about 70 bucks an hour, all in, all costs involved, everything there for productive time. And some people are charging under that. Yeah. Like it's, it is, um, you really need to understand your numbers and see like, what am I making of my labor? And, you know, we, we were back in the nineties charging 90 bucks an hour because it's what it took. Yeah. Interesting. Oh, so, yeah. Is, is there a number that the smartpreneurs, uh, should be, uh, you know, trying to get to, you know, trying to obtain, you know, what's, what's realistic, obviously a hundred percent, you know, just never going to happen. Uh, what do you think a realistic goal is for them? You know, I think we're visual creatures. If you took that little clock that I've got in the article uh -huh. and you hung it on your wall and you looked every day at that big percent that is unaccounted for and you said to yourself, I'm going to improve that by 5%. That's a minute and a half, if I remember that correctly, per yeah. hour. Right. 
is four grand to your bottom line because that's found cost. It's mm-hmm. found revenue, I beg your pardon. It goes straight to your bottom line. That's I, a I good, think this is, yeah, I think this is kind of where we need to go. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit, a little, a little increments make a, make a big difference over the long haul. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, great, Marilyn. That was uh, terrific stuff. I know our smartpreneurs are going to enjoy hearing that. And, and uh, of course you can read more about that in the smartpreneur blog, uh, anatomy of an hour on simplyreliable.com. And you can watch more of these podcasts, our smartpreneur podcast at simplyreliable.com. You can also find us on our YouTube channel, which is youtube.com forward slash Simply Reliable, or you can watch our podcasts on Apple Podcasts. And of course, you could listen to our podcasts anywhere you're regularly, regularly listening to uh, podcasts out there. So uh, we hope to see you again next time. Again, Marilyn, thanks for your time today. You're welcome.